Hey everybody, this is Mike from Bases Loaded here. And this is just a reminder that Bases Loaded is part of the Rotoballer Radio Podcast Network. Since 2013, Rotoballer has been grinding away and providing millions of fantasy baseball owners their fix for in-depth MLB analysis and player news. If you haven't heard, Rotoballer's 2020 MLB Draft Kit is live. And all of you, our Bases Loaded listeners, can get 10% off Rotoballer's Draft Kit by using the discount code BASESLOADED. Rotoballer is home to number one fantasy pros accuracy ranker Nick Mariano. Nick's 2020 rankings and projections are available as part of Rotoballer's draft kit, along with printable cheat sheets, draft sleepers and busts, more than 300 2020 player outlooks, and tons of in-season tools. All of this fantasy baseball goodness from Rotoballer is available for 10% off with the discount code BASESLOADED. That's BASESLOADED, just all one word. Just go to rotoballer.com BASESLOADED and get your draft kit today. Two with the bases loaded and one out. Oh my God! Deep to right field, way up there and way out of here. Second deck walk off home run. Grand slam. Hello and welcome in everybody to episode 104 of Bases Loaded. Bases Loaded is a fantasy baseball podcast, and I'm your host Mike Curland. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curland. And today I'm joined by a Former alum, alumni, alum, alum, al- I don't know how it works. Michael Simeone, aka SP Streamer. You can follow him on Twitter at SP Streamer. Mike, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while, man. Yeah, it's been too long. Well, <laughs> and now I get cool. to stare. And now I get to stare at your face as we podcast. So that's great. It's beautiful. Streamyard <laughs> is an amazing, amazing uh, platform to record uh, podcasts from. But man, it's awesome to have you on. It's been it's been a long time, and I have you on to continue this ADP breakdown series. For those who don't know, George and Zach they've been really busy, and they're going to continue to be busy because they've taken on you know other ventures. Zach with the Exit Velocity podcast doing a lot of great stuff over there. A lot of awesome guests. George obviously just started what Roto uh, RotoRanks.com mm-hmm. and RotoRanks podcast. He's hosting. I can't wait to get him on here and talk about hosting because hosting is really really interesting. Uh, I listen. I listen to it Mike, today. Hosted. Obviously, you have Doug hosting now. Doug's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Time. I, I suck at hosting, but I listened to George today. They released their uh, first episode, and he sounded good. I think so too. You hear? I, I told him like, he did sound a little nervous though, and that, that's funny to me. Like I just, I'm excited. I know he's gonna get better and get more comfortable, but it's definitely, you know, you've hosted before. You get it. It's a little weird at first until you get used to talking. Like I, I'm just a talker though. But you, as a host, uh, random tangent to start the show. Um, well, I guess before I, I go, before I go down tangent, I call it tangent t- tangent time with Mike now. <laughs> but <laughs> but before we go down to the tangent time with Mike. It's episode 104, and we're going to discuss ADP. Uh, we're reassessing ADP. We did 1 through 100 as far as ADP changes last episode. This one we're doing 101 through 200. We took January 1st through March 31st, and we compared it to April 1st to, uh, what, June 1st. So we took those two separate ADP datas, and I combined them, looked at the bigger risers, followers, and then just a few names in between that were exciting and um, kind of a little bit interesting to discuss on a shorter season. So before we get to that, though, hosting, Mike, what obviously you found Doug, like I said, Doug's awesome. But how was your experience as a host? Because hosting is tough, right? Um, Yeah, you know, what it is, is I just feel like you have to really enjoy doing it. And I 
did not. <laughs> um, I like, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't transition well. I'm not like very fluid with my words. Like, you know, uh, most hosts are. So it just wasn't my forte, I guess. Strength. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, luckily I found Doug and he's amazing until he leaves me and does better. Better and bigger things, but like loaded podcast. <laughs> no, nah, nah, like one day, you know, <laughs> run like an athletic podcast one day or something. But um, yeah. well, you know, yeah. I, I know a thing or two about people leaving. I'm just just saying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what are you okay. talking about? Are you talking about George and Zach? Is that what you're talking? Yeah, about? <laughs> yeah. N- not the guy sitting across from me or next to me on the screen that said, "Oh, I'm not leaving." <laughs> Is that anyway. across from you? I'm not in your yeah. room. <laughs> it feels like it feels like we're across from each other. Anyway, so. We actually do have a little bit of an announcement. We are getting back to working together. At the end of the, we're trying to figure it out, trying to get the full setup going. But the idea is, Mike and I are going to bring you a weekly live stream. We're going to try to keep it the same day every week and the same time as well. It can be a little tough with my schedule as a firefighter because uh, shift work, but we're going to do our best to keep it very, very similar. If it's not the same day, it's going to be always between the same two days, same night. And the idea is just to have a lot of fun. It's going to be called beer, bourbon, and baseball. The three B's of baseball. I wanted to add Brussels sprouts, but it just didn't work. <laughs> but also, oh, we should have. <laughs> right? But we are going to be doing, it's going to be called beer, bourbon, and baseball. We're going to literally sit down have a drink together talk baseball hopefully have baseball on in the background and we'll bring obviously we'll, have, we'll eventually have guests on we're gonna have fun little segments and we're just gonna honestly have a fantastic time it's yeah still, it's gonna be it's, fun if it's still in its infancy mike brought the idea talking because you know bourbon is such a big deal in our industry people yep. love it everyone loves or whiskey or scotch would have known that <laughs> It's a well, it's a any type of brown liquid does well apparently <laughs> yes. because and I was like well don't forget beer because we have a lot of beer connoisseurs you know you have Eno you have uh, we have our guy Mike Carter we both know and love the guy drinks a lot of beer and loves his beer Corey loves his beer Corey Ott so it's like just we figured this is a great way to bring the community together us to have a good time talk drinks have a few drinks and just talk baseball and yeah. And- and- and just know we're not connoisseurs. No, not at <laughs> we're all. not going to be able to tell you all different types of the, you know, what kinds of flavors are in the bourbon and stuff. We're just going to kind of enjoy it, say what we're drinking, you know, I guess kind of how much, you know, if we like it, whatever. Um, and then we'll obviously like talk some baseball too. And, you know, we'll do some uh, segments that are kind of uh, what's it called? What do you call them? Oh. Punts. They're like puns. Yeah, like on yeah. the box or something yeah. stupid. We'll figure it out. It's going to be fun. We're going to throw a lot of puns at you people. Well, I, as, a, <laughs> as a father, I'm good with the dad jokes. I'm, at, I'm all about it, man. I'm all about it. And honestly, man, like I said, we've always worked well together. It's fun to go down and start another venture with you. I'm really excited. And I'm just, I can't wait. So hopefully people can hear the excitement. People tune in. Um, oh, and of course, we'll be taking questions. It'll be uh, maybe tangent time will turn into tipsy time with Mike. We'll figure that one out. Too. But <laughs> yeah. we, we'll take questions. And it doesn't just have, it could be about alcohol. It could be about life. It could be about anything because it'll be like an open forum. But we are going to obviously it's going to be ba- based around baseball as well. Because, again, it's going to be probably middle of the week. There's going to be uh, games on hopefully by then and just a good time. So I guess that's all I'm going to really say because it's still in its infancy. We're still working out the logistics of it all. So be on the lookout for that. We will promote it more and we'll give you more of an, like an outline and all that in the, in the in the days or next week or so coming. So with that said, I guess now that it's been about seven or eight minutes, people might want to get to the actual content, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, this is – oh, 
I lied. I'm not going to let them get the content yet because we still have no baseball. The players did just a uh, send a counter, which is expected to be uh, declined by the owners. What do you think we ultimately get? Do you think they just say, screw it, and we're going to get that imposed 50 games? Do you think they're going to settle like 75-ish? Um, no, I don't think they get a deal. I think it just ends up being the commissioner is just going to push that uh, 50-ish game season. I just, I don't know. I don't see it happening just because time's just running out and there's not enough time for them to keep going back and forth. So I'm kind of seeing a really short season, which basically turns fancy baseball into fancy football, where it's going to be a ton, a ton of luck, you know, a ton of variance, you know, crazy names will be like top 10 in the league. Um which will be fun, but it'll kind of screw everything up for next year. No, 100%. Stats are, I think, out the window this year, regardless if we get 80 games or 50 games. Stats are out the yeah, window. Yeah, yeah. You got to look for certain, you know, Go as you like it. tangible changes. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Tangible change. You're going to be looking for that. The pitch mix is all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, velocity, velocity, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. New pitch movements, stuff that yep. gets really in-depth. So there's still going to be actionable data. But it's all going to go around tangible change. I love that term, man. That makes me so happy. Anyway, so we can go like again. I, I'm kind of – unfortunately, I'm with you. I hate to say that. I'm pulling up the uh, outline. It, it, I lost it somehow. Okay, so jumping into the ADP talks. Unprepared as usual. Well, yeah, but fake it. you fake it till you make it, man. I've, I've done it my whole life. It's gotten me this far. So <laughs> why stop now? Now, I ended the podcast with George – talking about Montas versus Kluber. Montas passed him up in the most recent ADP, jumping into that top 100 just barely, and Kluber fell just out of it. I was on the Kluber side. George is on the Montas side. Break the tie. Who do you like and why? So I'm going to go with Montas here. And Yeah, you see what it is. I mean, my original rankings, I had Kluber over him, but it's a shortened season, and Kluber always started slow, and we don't know if that's weather or whatnot, but... There's so many question marks with him, and I think it's going to be really hard for him to figure it out that quickly because he's going to have he's going to have some rust. Uh, you know, he didn't pitch last year essentially, so you got that. And then I just think um, you know Montas can go on a great run. He did it last year uh, for the first half till he got suspended. I really don't think you know coming off steroids or whatever the hell he was taking <laughs> performance enhancing drugs will really affect him cuz it's not like his velocity went up more or anything so i would bank on montas in a short season see i'm looking at it like kluber we've seen him be top 5 and he didn't lo- he didn't miss the year due to like an arm injury as far as like throwing arm or pitching injury he got hit in the arm broke his arm had setbacks etc cetera, etc cetera. i think even in a shortened season we know he has that upside and we know he has the higher floor, so I don't see how you can take a guy with that I would argue has the higher floor and the higher upside and put him behind Montas, who might have the more likely to be like in between that, I guess, somewhere. I, I don't know. It's a weird – I think they're very even in my ranks, to be honest. I think – I haven't redone my ranks fully. They're going to be close because I do value them similarly. I think roster construction always ultimately wins out, so it depends on how who I have at this point by then. But I'm also willing to give Kluber a shot. I mean – all these players are going through un- uh, unreal circumstances. They None of them have pitched in forever. Kluber missed all of last year. Montas missed half of it with the suspension. 
<laughs> like, and it wasn't yeah. like he, you know, it was, and we were talking about a small sample size as far as success goes, whereas Cooper has the extended track record, but now he has age on his side and a new ballpark, new pitching staff, new pitching coaches, all that good stuff. There is a lot of changing parts here. It is hard to really pick. I have a hard time picking between two, but I go to Kluber just because I feel like there's a safer player there. But I totally understand the month. Yeah, I mean, age isn't on his side either. Um, I'm with you. I, I'm just opposite thing. You know, I, I think Montas is safer than Kluber. <laughs> well, you are SP Streamer, my friend. I hate <laughs> I do. Hate, I don't know what that means. It just means that you probably know pitching better than me. I hate opposing you. I feel the same way with you and Pollock when I spoke to Pollock. It's hard to oppose you guys because I know you guys come ready to talk baseball, come ready to talk pitching, and that is not my strong side of things. I will get there one day, but I'm not there yet. I know my pitching. I know it well enough, but it doesn't matter. We can move on from there. Benintendi down from 105 to 113 was the first like smaller movement I saw. Are you even in on Benintendi at this point? I mean, even especially on a shortened season where he's more of a compiler, I feel like. Yeah, not at all. Um, why did I feel like you were in on him? I was. I just came around on him when I did my deep dive because I saw the uh, changes in his profile in the second half after the swing change or the, the batting mm-hmm. change. Mm-hmm. And then you saw the spring training kind of go with it. Like he started being kind of himself. He was hitting like 280 in spring training, 285, had a, had a home run and a steal. So I thought over a full season, I'm like, this guy probably is going to give you like 275, 280 with a, uh, with like a 2020 type of profile and you're getting him outside the top 100 picks. So I was like, all right, that sounds like a decent player. Problem is, is with 50 games, I don't want compilers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, not anymore. at all. I, I'm not a fan of Benintendi. Um, he seems to be trending the wrong way. And uh, I know you said he had that change, you know, but um, he still didn't do, do that great um, in the second That's half. Fantastic. And uh, yeah, I, I just I kind of feel like this this he's just becoming who he is. Um, you know, he's going to be an OK average guy and, you know, a little bit of power, a little bit of speed, but nothing to really uh break the bank on and i just feel like where he's going i'd rather take a little more higher upside than someone who just seems to be a boring player i'm okay with at that point i'm okay with boring and how how many Mm. times can you get like 15 to 20 steals at pick 100 that isn't going to tank your home runs or batting average in the process that's why i was coming around on him because i feel like the five category upside was there and or even the floor without and but without the top five round price that this type of profile typically gets you tommy Pham is a similar profile i would say and he's going 30 or so picks higher sure Pham has done it better and a little longer but it's a similar i guess similar profile and this guy has a again it's a cheaper price whereas fam has the injury risk and the eyes and all that other stuff that goes along with him so that's where i was at with those two but now again with a small short season i'm out on benintendi even though i was coming around yeah. like because at the time i was coming around on him it was like the talks were like 115 games 100 yeah. games even and now the less games we get the less his profile appeals to me as well so we're not too far off, and I expect that to try. Expect that to stick as far as like one thirteen ish. I don't see him moving up too much. Most people are truly chasing steals, but I don't think he's not a speed and burst type of guy. Like as far as like steal, like I shouldn't say that. It sounds weird. Like clusters, like he doesn't steal in clusters. Like five here, three here. It's just a slow, steady race to the season, end of the season. Otani though. He's moved up five picks from 119 to 114, so not a huge um, jump by any means. But what I want to get is your thoughts on him overall, just on the price and the fact that he should be pitching now. There's two ways to look at him. I want to just get your overall thoughts on him, though. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously it depends on the league and the format. He's a lot more valuable in daily leagues. Uh, but when it comes to weekly, I don't think I'd really touch him here just because, I mean, how are you going to throw him in your lineup when you don't really know how often he's going to hit and, um, you know, I, uh, how often are they going to pitch him? I mean, I guess they said once a week. Uh, so you're never going to get a two-start week from him, which kind of sucks. Yep. And, you know, there's just so many so many question marks and issues with him in weekly leagues, so it's just not worth it. And then you're going to spend, what, it's a shortened season. You're going to spend basically the entire season trying to figure out what they're going to do with him. So it's just not worth the price. Um, if it's a daily league, that's a different story, um, especially if you use him both in your lineup and as a pitcher, then, yeah, it becomes valuable because – when he hits and when he throws, he's a really good player. So, you know, it's not a bad guy to have on your bench. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, again, weekly league, no daily league. I would think about it because, um, again, he he's a really good pitcher and he's a pretty good bat. So, um, you know, if you could put him in whenever you want, then it's great. I would argue. I think I had them. And I was being aggressive. I guess when I when I was doing my my ranks, I catered them the weekly because I, I realized weekly leagues are becoming way more popular than I realized. Maybe they always were, but Otani. I was. I would argue, and still would argue, he's like close to a top fifty pick in a daily league. You're getting two potentially elite type, like as far as upside goes, elite on both sides of the ball. In a shortened season, you're getting offensive stats and pitching stats from one player, assuming that it's not Yahoo who keeps them as two separate players. Yeah, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but if, you, if, he's in, if, he's, if he's one player, if he's a single type of player in your league, I really think that he's legitimately, like, next year, healthy, he's going to be a top two or three round pick. People are just afraid to pick him on the he was going wasn't he going oh that's maybe his first maybe it was dynasty drafts i'm thinking he was definitely going high but i'm telling you he, he's gonna be like a top two or three round pick next year because of the because he's gonna be healthy and everyone's gonna just yeah yeah i mean it'll be a different story too i mean like you said i mean he's coming off that you know a serious okay. surgery so yeah i mean um so, but you don't really know he's gonna react I understand that, but with the extra downtime, I'm willing to take a chance on him. And you're talking about, again, you're getting all these stats from one player. You're getting two players worth of stats from one person. On a per-game basis, I think he's going to be very valuable to any team in a daily league. I would be reaching on him. You don't have to take him as high as like in the top 50 or 60. You can get him around pick 75-ish, and that would be considered reaching. But in a daily league, I would do it and wouldn't even think twice. And I, maybe it's because I'm valuing how much – like. That's less turnover you need to worry about. You don't need to worry about streaming. You have him to pitch here. You have him to hit there. And that's one more roster spot you almost have to toy with now because you have this guy that's going to provide you quality per game stats on both sides. And I think that's, I think that's invaluable. Like, I don't know if that's the right word. I don't even care. <laughs> There's just so much value to that in a shortened season where everything matters. You want as many play appearances as you can get. You want as many innings as you can get. And you're giving me a guy that's going to give me both. Although not full time on either, but should be what should be again that per game, per bat, per inning type of potential he has is unlike most as is. So then now you combine it into one player. I, I can't get enough Otani in daily, but in weekly, uh, I'm out at this price. Sorry, my rant. understandable. <laughs> my rant. <laughs> my, my Otani. I always uh, rant about Otani. I, I'm really interested to hear about your thoughts on Lazardo. He's the next one on this list. He went up from 111 in early drafts to 89 over the last two months at this point is there value in, in that is he maxed out is he being overdrafted while you talk about that i will look up some names he's going around and we will we will play who we will play would you rather 
Yeah. So in a shortened season, I, you know, people's first reaction, and we've talked about this uh, so much, you know, they automatically think, oh, these guys who had inning limits should be moved up, but that's really not the case. And I, you know, it's kind of on a pitcher by pitcher basis, but Lazardo is, shouldn't be moved up that much because yes, he's not going to have any cap, but you know, they're probably going to let him go five innings a game and maybe even four innings a game. You know, you really want to target the guys who are going further into games and are allowed to have that high pitch count where I don't think they're going to let Lazaro do that. So, I mean, him moving up is, you know, especially this 20 picks is a little uh, much for me. Um, does he become slightly more valuable? Yes, but not a lot more valuable. I'm I'm with you. And we spoke, I think, wasn't he one of the examples we talked about at PitchCon? I don't remember. No, I think it was Urias. I could be wrong, Which, though. <laughs> he is going to be talking about tonight. But yeah. It's funny. If anybody's truly interested in getting a, a true point uh, primer to the shortened season, we actually had a really good panel. You, me, Joe Bond, Matt Williams, MLB Moving Averages, a.k.a. Joey Fatone. And um, <laughs> I forgot what else. <laughs> Sorry. The, the, I, I rewatched it yesterday and the facial hair. I literally died laughing. It was awesome because he looked just like Joey Fatone from NSYNC. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think that's his name, right? Anyway, I wasn't an NSYNC guy. But I know it's hard to believe. But some would you rather. Jesus Lazardo or, let's find some pictures, Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray. Jesus Lazardo or Frankie Montas. Montas. Lazardo or Kluber. <sighs> That's tough. I would pro. <laughs> it depends where I am in the draft. I would probably slightly lean Lazardo, actually. Okay, three more, and you can rapid fire these: uh, Lazardo or Wheeler, or Lazardo. Lazardo. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, that's okay. I know you're thinking hard. Just, uh, yeah, he, uh, Wheeler just baffles me. All right, Lazardo. <laughs> Lazardo or Paxton. Paxton. And last one, Lazardo or Gallon. Gallon. Okay, and Gallon is the lowest one of all these names I just listed, and <laughs> Gallon is going as of June first, um, one twenty third or one twenty third, hundred twenty third overall. So we're <laughs> talking a guy you can get thirty picks later, yeah, roughly. Much rather Gallon. Yeah. Whatever, it's a lot. It's a lot of picks later. Math ain't on my side right now, <laughs> but it's a lot of picks later, and that's, that's just goes to show you the type of value. Like a few of those names were right, right around that one thirty range, and you're talking about, and you're taking some of them over Lazardo, who's going at 89 overall. So that's why I wanted to do some Would You Rather. I got the list right here. You can see it. People can't. So that's, <laughs> again, that's Lazardo. But now we're going to get close to a guy that's near and dear to your heart. We're not quite there yet. But to me, some Max Freed talk. It would not be a podcast with SP Streamer himself without Max Freed. No, you do not have to talk about him and how, how much you love him and how much you would legitimately drink his bathwater. <laughs> we will get to that wrong. Him. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm not wrong. But Mad Bum himself, I know you're not a Mad Bum guy, either am I. He fell a few spots. That's not really the part I'm focusing on. He, but guys like Urias are taking ahead of him, Gallon now, but he's still ahead of Freed. How would you rank Horrible. Gallon, Urias, Mad Bum, Freed? Um, Freed, Gallon, Mad Bum, Urias. Okay. That's I think that's the opposite of how they're going legitimately. <laughs> uh, I think the way I wrote them, I, I can't. Of course, I can't find it now when I need it. But yeah, it, pretty much the opposite. Mad Bum is behind, Mad Bum is behind Urias and Gallon, and Fre still ahead of Freed. Freed's going the very last out of all three of them. They're all within a similar range. That's why I picked them all. They're all going within I think picks like one thirty ish to one thirty five ish. Like all. Blows my mind that Urias is going ahead of them. Well, that's what I'm getting. That's what I really wanted to get to was Urias jumped up from 147 to 127 overall. 
do you think the upside plays uh, that justifies it? Like the price is justified for the upside, or is he like priced out? I'm not touching him because it, no matter what, just because the they're the Dodgers, it's a shortened season. I can't imagine the kind of like messed up shit they're going to do. <laughs> like they're probably going to let him go like three or four innings and pair him with another pitcher, or they're probably going to skip starts or just go to a four, you know, maybe even a four pitcher rotate. Who the hell knows what they're going to do? Um, stripling like piggyback. Yeah, it, it, they're going to do a lot of weird crap, and I don't want to be involved in it. I mean, unless you're getting Bueller or Kershaw, I. I'm not even looking at any other Dodger pitcher. I don't care who they are. David Price? No. Really? I, I expect. Yeah, like, like I, I like Price and I like that he is there, but because he's a little older and so I could see them kind of messing with him as well. I understand. I think he's one of those. I, I feel a little more confident in him not being messed with just because he is a veteran. Yeah, he's like in between, right? I mean, I wouldn't. I'm not going to draft him, but if someone wanted to, I wouldn't blame them. I'd be like, okay, like that. I get it. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's why that's why I had to ask about yours. I'm 100% with you. I'm not in on that price, and I'm I'm not buying into him suddenly being like a fantasy ace. I believe in the talent. I just think long term or short term, especially in a short season, they're not gonna. That's what scares me about Lazardo. Same exact thing. That I think that the team is gonna play it safe with them. They have the bullpen pieces. They have the depth to do it. And they can just kind of let them do the three, four innings for a good amount of time. If these guys take a month to ramp up to five or six innings, a month is like a third of the season at this point. I'm not, I'm not waiting a month for them to come around to pitch their five or six innings to get those wins. I'm just, it doesn't just, I can't justify that given their price. Yeah. And that's, and it seems like we're on the same page with the coming comes Urias. But again, Freed, going back to Freed, he fell seven spots to 134, 134th overall. I hate how I wrote this. He's behind Erod, Madbum, and Urias. Has like obviously, I'm with you that I would take him above those three. But like, I'm trying to think. I, I almost want to play. Would you rather with him? How high would you take Freed? Is he like almost like a fringe top 100 guy for you? Um, That's tough. Maybe 120. Maybe like 120. 120. Yeah, I'd have to see who's around him. Yeah, I'll find you here. Here's some names. Let's give you some names. Why not? So Freed is going 134 as far as recent drafts go. So I know you'd rather have him over Madbum. I know you'd rather have him over Urias. Let's go. And you said, how about Gallon? Gallon, you still rather have, you know, you'd rather have him over Gallon too. Go, let's go back yeah. to Paxton and Wheeler. Yeah. How about those guys? Paxton. Wheeler. Uh, Wheeler, yes. Paxton, no. Okay. What about Lamette? <laughs> Lamette's up there. Lamette should be like 100 picks back. Lamette's above <laughs> Paxton, Wheeler, That's Gallon. Yes. Lamette had I'm, one I'm, pitch, everybody. Please, like, he's going to be Robbie Ray. I'm telling you. I I'm 100% with you on Lamet. I just looked over him because his ADP hasn't changed much, but I just I kind of wanted to ignore him. So, I didn't even I didn't even give it a chance. And let's see. So, you're you're still torn. How about uh where's his name? How about Sunny Gray or Freed? Gray. That's as far up I figured as we needed to go. Yeah. Well, because these are all pitchers going around 120ish now. So, Freed's obviously a value to you, but he always has been. So I'm just pumping a lot more to you. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Tommy Edmond. He hasn't really changed much. He's still around that, what, 115-ish range. I really should know these better. You would think I would have paid more attention to exactly where these guys are going. So Tommy Edmond's going around 130th overall. It looks like the price hasn't changed much, but we haven't seen recent stats. I think 
recent ADP stats, I should say, or whatever. Once we see drafts picking back up, I think Tommy Emmett will jump. Regardless, what are your thoughts on Tommy Emmett on a short season? I spoke on this quite a bit at PitchCon. Yeah, um, I mean, with the DH, you know, helps him a lot. Because I feel like some people, it, it depends. People were torn. I, either people were like, he's definitely getting playing time. Or other people were like, well, it's a little iffy. Um, but now I think he's definitely in there every day. Um, so I kind of like him. Um, and I think that's like kind of what you're insinuating. That's why he's going to get a jump is because now without a doubt, he should be in the lineup every day. Um, you know, he's going to get you the average, the power, the, I mean, the, uh, not the power, the bags that you need. Um, so yeah, I mean, I like him. <laughs> yeah. The skill, that's what it is. I, I argued. My argument was, cause I think I, it was a uh, John MLB moving average is that, Really, really pegged him for all his playing time, but it was they were saying like he's not going to play every day. He's a utility guy, and then I think I, saw, I swear I saw a report. I could not find it. I googled it and googled it and googled it and tweet. I looked at it. I searched on Twitter, but I swear they mentioned Carpenter going to DH and Edmund now is almost solidified everyday playing time, and giving him everyday playing time. That skill set is so valuable, and he's good. At, he's not, it's not just stone bases and average. There's a track record in the minors. He came up and showed it in a short sample, and he is very efficient on the base pass. I think he only got caught stealing like once last year I, between the majors and minors, and that was over 20, like 20 or so attempts, 25 attempts or so. Yeah. So, th- like, that's that's people, a lot of people aren't. That's why Bichette, like, that's why I'm so down on Bichette or afraid of Bichette. He just, last episode we talked about him, he jumped into the top 50. He was very, very inefficient on the bags. And people are trying to draft him for that five category potential, but if he's that, if he's that, if you're that inefficient on the base pass, you won't be given the green light. That is that is plain and simple. So if you can't, well, when you play for the Blue Jays and they don't really care. <laughs> that, honestly, that, but that's one of those teams. Like you're right. Maybe I'm not factoring that enough in. Maybe they'll let him run so he can get better. Yeah. But at the same time, in a shortened season, anybody can make the playoffs if they're in any type of hunt. Yeah, if they're in contention, right. So it's like stuff like that is really going to be interesting to try to peg. And that's why I don't want to go after somebody who they might not run at first until they're truly out of it. Just And then they're like, okay, have fun, Bichette. Go do your thing, man. But by <laughs> then, fantasy seasons are done, man. It's crazy. This is It's going to be a sprint, not a marathon. And I just can't get behind some of these guys. But at the same time, I'm like, give me all the upside. Give me the guys that can win me my league in that sprint. Yeah, I know, Dave. I think you just have on your podcast. I'm looking yep. forward to hearing that one. Dave is very anti- that that mindset yes but in a, in a 50 game season i want the home runs he's more about risk assessment than yeah i am too in a full season yeah well i mean either way i guess no i know i know he trust me we went back and forth for like two hours on twitter about it yeah i saw it <laughs> it, was, it was respectful it, was, it wasn't like a bad thing I, I have nothing bad to say against day by any means but it was just funny because our philosophies were so different and in a short and you and you've you've heard me talk you've worked with me enough you know, I'm pretty much. I like building a safe, solid core foundation, and then take my risks later. I just think in a 50 game season, you can't do that. You can't live with that same level of comfort. I don't think. The, I don't think the winability. I don't know. I think you need a little more risk than your average season to really win it because there's gonna be so much craziness that goes on in in such a short period. Mm-hmm. So that's where my argument came for backing this whole go for it team i want to, i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do at least one more draft and it's gonna be that Montessi stanton gallo stack i'm doing it i've got it i've got <laughs> go it. for it so anyway 
we can move on. Let's take, we're gonna have to, we'll, through, we'll run through a few of these. All right. On that note, we're going to go ahead and take a brief break, and we'll be right back with you after a word from our sponsors. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. A couple guys that come to mind right away. You know, it's kind of they've been going back to back in a lot of these drafts or similar range. Framil Reyes and, and Kyle Schwarber. The difference is, is Framil is up from 130 to 104. That is absurd to me. Like, I, I just can't. I mean, players like Correa, Benintendi, and Conforto going around them. I understand the power upside is like Stanton-esque or Solaire-esque without the injury history of a Stanton or so. But are we still really going to trust him to suddenly make more contact this year? And there's a lot of – like, he was like one of the worst when it came to contact rates and stuff last year among qualified hitters. What are your thoughts on this price um, of Framil? I think the power is legit, and I actually would take him over everyone you just mentioned. I'm not arguing that. That's why. That's why I got really frustrated. I think what it is is now he's at the pro. Maybe he's at the appropriate price. Yeah, he's not a bargain anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's aggravating. I'm trying to see other names that I I, I was looking for names. I'm like, okay, well, those names I saw. Crayum. It depends on that. Would be team build at that point. Although from yeah. power upside, Cray is just more of a safer player, but. I couldn't find like Reese Hoskins. He's going ahead of Reese Hoskins. I, I I understand that. I think he can put up more home runs because Hoskins is a very patient hitter. He's going ahead of, and that's another thing. All the other guys here aren't power. All the guys here are speed. Kevin Biggio, yeah. uh, like I said, Biggio, or you have Brantley for batting average or Mercado for speed. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was having a hard time. There's nobody with his skill set going within like ten or fifteen picks. Close, yeah. So I understood the jump, but man. I hate that he's priced up now. Yeah, he's just not a bargain pick anymore. You know, he's he's kind of going where he should be. And now you have Schwarber, who I still really like, but even he's been inflated a bit. He's moved up 10 spots. Because the DH, yeah. But are we sure he's going to bat against lefties? And that hurts me to say because I have a lot of early shares and I have a lot of belief in Schwarber, and he did show growth versus lefties last year. But if there's even a chance at a platoon in a shortened season, I'm out. So I think I'm out on Schwarber. And that hurts yeah. me to say. That hurts I mean, me. if he starts off hot, if he starts season off hot, they're not going to bench him. I, you know, they're not going to care. But um, it's still, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot more, there's more added risk to him. You're right. But any platoon. Time, yeah. That's that's the problem. So you, like, I'm avoiding platoons, but now you're, he's almost like on a it's a high end platoon. Plus, we'd have to reevaluate the division, how many lefties are in that division, mm-hmm. and how many teams is he playing, how many times once we get right. schedules released. There's like some really in depth. It's gonna be real, honestly. I'm actually kind of looking forward to breaking down schedules and stuff because we've broken down players. I'm done with player assessment, but I'm not, schedules and stuff are a whole another thing we have, we get to discuss. 
Yeah, I feel like it's going to be more important than ever. Yeah, it is because matchups are going to matter. Lefty, righty, stuff like that, like splits and stuff like that are really going to matter. Ballpark factors, depending on all that stuff. So it's really just going to be – it's gonna be wild, wild west, and like you said, it is fantasy football. I don't. I still play fantasy football, not nearly as much as I used to, because baseball. I look at baseball like it's truly like chess. Football's like checkers. This year, this is the checkers of baseball, dude. Yeah. Like no doubt. I, I'm already. I'm so frustrated. Anyway, Kyle Tucker, short season. He hasn't really moved in ADP. Going about pick one sixty. I'm out. I don't really have any interest. I know I see the upside, I see the flashiness, but Dusty Baker alone scared me as it was. And now you're looking at a, a team that doesn't really – like they're going to be playing to win. I think Reddick is going to be getting so much run at first for some reason. They're going to give Reddick all that run because Dusty yeah. Baker – Dusty <laughs> Nobody's going to know why. Dusty Baker, that's, that's what he does. He's never had a thing for – he's never liked young guys. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm not buying in on him either because you have no idea what they're going to do with him. And that skill set is so intriguing because it's five categories. Batting average can be iffy, has yep. been iffy in the past a little bit, but we're talking like thirty thirty type of like uh like ta- tangibles in that skill set. And I don't think this is the year people need to kind of let him go. But circling back to pitchers now, McCullers. I love McCullers. He's up from one eighty eight to one seventy. I still think there's a tremendous value there, and. I think he's going to be what everybody expects Urias to be without the price tag. What do you think yeah. about the colors this year? Yeah, I mean, see, the problem with colors that worries me is even when he is on the mound, he's very erratic. So I'd be a little afraid that in a shortened season, you know, him being a rack is going to be kind of tough to handle and might kill his value a little bit. So that's the only reason why I'd be shying away from him. Um, I mean, obviously, great pitcher, and when he's on, he's on. The breaking balls are insane, but um, yeah, like I said, with the short season, it's just he goes on these runs, and you know, he thinks he's great, and then all of a sudden, he gets blown up, and he's always kind of been that way. And he's coming from you know not playing for over a year, right? So I mean, um, there's some worry there as well. I th- I don't know who's going around him, but I bet you there's pitchers I'd prefer over him in that area. I'm already looking. Mike Miner, <laughs> Mike Miner or McCullers? Oh, McCullers. Uh, Mar- uh, Herman Marquez or McCullers? Oh, Marquez isn't playing. Herman Marquez isn't playing. Well, I mean, he's suspended. Oh, Marquez. I'm sorry. I thought you were saying uh, Domingo. Domingo <laughs> yes. I was like, wait. I'm He's like, there I I, I'm thinking Domingo. Um, oh, McCullers, because you can't play with cores. <laughs> Jaco Derizzi, who's underrated as it is, or McCullers? No, nah, McCullers. These are all guys going right around him, right after him. Let's see if a few guys going well, after, after Yeah, yeah. What about no, I'm both? talking like within 10 picks. Okay. Like these are guys all within 10 picks. Let's see. Starting pitchers ahead of them, Carlos Martinez or McCullers. Kind of the same thing. That's why. <laughs> Car- uh, McCullers. That's close. Kenta Maeda or McCullers. Maeda. Yeah, I'm with you. And that hurts me to say, but I, oh, Matthew Boyd, I think we're both there. Oh, um, that's what I'm saying. This is hard because I'm looking at these pitchers. It's like he's ranked perfectly. Every You picked uh, David Price. How about that? There's one. Uh, I'd go... I don't know. Can I <laughs> pick neither? Can I pick neither? <laughs> no, that's not how it works. Uh, I guess McCullers. I would just take a shot on him. Engine Ryu is the last name. Ryu. Oh, I lied. There's one more name. Kyle freaking Hendricks. Hendricks. 
I hate you so much right now. I have that might be another bet because I can't do Hendrix, man. I can't do it. <laughs> so, but you did pick um, a couple names. Oh, Robbie Ray's another good name, I guess. That would be a good one to decide. Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray McCullough. Okay, so it was a good mixed bag, but from what you the would you rather's you picked him above every name I said behind him. Yeah. With the exception and and every name ahead of him, I think all but one you picked ahead of him. So you pretty much you're pretty much in agreement with ADP. Yeah, maybe there's guys I still like but over him. Well, uh, now you're gonna be I would take Musgrove over him. That he's going later. Uh, Urquidy. No. Okay. Well, I'm asking. Uh, Heaney or Luke Weaver. Heaney, yes. Weaver, yes. They're going like. 25 picks later hmm. that's funny so there's a lot of these ranks and your ranks in adp are way off musgrove's going outside the top 200 which i think is tremendous value Mitch yeah Keller? still uh, uh no nah, i go mccullers hauser your boy mccullers uh wasn't sure how committee you were no 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 not Alzheimer. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, you picked a couple names going pretty late. So, yeah, th- basically what you're saying is your ranks don't line up with the ADP, which is fantastic. <laughs> Never. Well, I, I don't know. I love Would You Rather. It's always a fun little thing. So we're coming up. All right, let's hurry these last few long. Like I said, uh, Nick Anderson, he's up almost, He's up 42 picks from 184 in those first three months, from, well, at least from January to March 31st, up to 142 since April 1st through June 1st. Like, saves as a whole thing are just a mess right now. How are you looking at Nick Anderson in general as far as a closer goes? And do you think there's added value? Because although he might not close every game, now he might pick up some cheap wins coming in in the middle innings. No, so um, I think closers are going to really climb up just because I feel like this year is makes it, you know, it's all it's more important to get those, um, sure you know, things. yeah, those sure things. But to me, Nick Anderson isn't a sure thing. And I, I get what you're saying with the wins, but I wouldn't bank on it. And, um, you know, when Alex Fast did that article on closers, the, the Rays were like the high, you know, the one team that basically had the most amount of people getting saves out of every, everyone in MLB. Um, so, you know, I think they're going to keep doing what they're doing and just playing around with every pitcher and moving them in and out of different roles. And I do not want to be a part of that, especially in a short season. I do not trust him being the definite closer. So I'm out on Nick Anderson, but I am in on, you know, spending draft capital on closers, um, you know, earlier than you usually do just because you need those short things. And it'll be really hard to work the rot, the wire in a shortened season. I'm with you on that. I actually was big on the uh, taking one early on anyway, and then pairing it with like two or three low end guys at the end of drafts or whatever. So I'm still kind of keeping that strategy, but just a few pitch, a few closers going in that range: Craig Keg, Craig Kimbrell, Brandon Workman, yeah. uh, Alex Colomay, Hansel Robles. These are guys going after him. Would you take any of those guys ahead of him as far as Nick Anderson goes? Um, Workman, yes. I'm not sold on Colomay. Kimbrell, who's the last there. one? I don't like Kimbrell at all. Who's the last one? Hansel Robles. Uh, I'm. And Archie uh, Bradley. I'm, I'm not a fan. Uh, wow, well, I actually don't like any of those guys. <laughs> those are the only ones. Those are like the most immediate. I would take Workman players. over Nick Anderson, though. I'm with you on Workman for sure. But, yeah, when it comes to Nick Anderson, like, we're sitting here giving it a hard time. But there's those are like the first five or six closers directly after him. Yeah. I mean, I just wouldn't take a closer in that range at all, honestly. Yeah. I would try to get someone above these guys. 
Uh, yeah, I would aim. I would aim earlier and then wait for later. Because I, I, I know like right. Joe Jimenez. I know Joe yeah. Jimenez is like a guy going around pick two something. Yeah, I like he's him a lot too. Yeah, he's a number, and you know he's safe. As crazy it is, yeah. Is, what's Detroit gonna do? Probably There's no one there. Yeah, they did. They did, get and they don't care. Game. They're not expecting to win, so he blows a couple of saves. Who gives a crap? You know. You mentioned Maeda. We don't have to talk about him too much. We both like him. He's up 13 picks, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Still at 160 and ADP. I think it's still a good value. Mm-hmm. I, I, nothing to really add there, right? No, didn't think so. We move on. Puig dropped outside the top 200. He was at pick 165 outside the top 200. He's unsigned. I think he's on. He's only. I, I hear he has deals on the table that he's unsigned because there's no deal in place to play baseball. Do you think a he gets signed? And B, do you think dropping outside the top 200 is an overreaction? So it's so hard because we really don't know. I, I'm not willing to bet on a guy who hasn't signed. I would not draft him. Uh, you know, it's just because, I mean, who knows? I mean, especially in a shortened season, if he doesn't get signed until like three weeks in, then there go, they're, you know, he's a waste. So, I mean... Going at 200, it still isn't... Outside the top 200, I didn't even write down... Still not really appealing to me, honestly. 218. 218. Still not appealing to me just because... I mean, if if your team... I mean, unless your team is so solid at that point in the draft and you think that you're good to go and could take that risk, I'm not going to look at them, personally. I I would normally agree... But again, I'm going for the home run. <laughs> I, I'm I'm taking Puig at the discount. I'm willing to take the risk because let's see, like, who am I really passing on for him? Colton Wong wouldn't pass on. That's a good name right there. But it's like him or Rognan Odor, Gio Urshela, Mark Canna. I might take over him. But you see, Ooh, I like Urshela. But you see, but you see my point here. It's like. I mean, Ryan Braun with the DH is more interesting. Dylan Carlson's a little more interesting. So I get why he's falling, but I have a hard time passing up on that power speed combination. And we're talking about a sprint, not a not a marathon. Talk about a guy who can put up stats quick, fast, and in a hurry. I am I understand the concern. I just I think I'm willing to take the the I shouldn't say I think I am pretty sure I would definitely take the risk around pick 200 for the guy. And that's again. Above his 80, current ADP, so I, I, I'm glad we're opposites on him. But it's, tr- it's strictly, it might be stupid to even take the risk. You're right because it depends on it depends on my team. Because if I do that, if I stack my Gallo, Stanton, Mondesi little trio there, <laughs> I'm avoiding I'm avoiding Puig with like yeah. I'm avoiding. Puig I hope so. Puig. But if I have like Arenado, Trey Turner at the top or something, I don't know. I don't know where Arenado's falling these days. You know, if I have like that solid core of like non-injured guys they're going to give me like a solid high floor give me Puig because i want the home run yeah and that's just that's just it's team for me there because the skill set there plays last last thing we're gonna get into before we get out of here three notable players jumping into the top 200 at least i noticed jose arquiti from 211 just inside the top 200 at 196 um upton and eaton also just squeezed in just getting in that 190 ish to 195 range I will touch on Upton and Eaton real quick. I'm just not really surprised. People realize as they were getting healthy, as they were kind of like they are who they are. They're kind of known commodities. Yeah. And sometimes I think that kind of people are like, oh, yeah, Upton's power. Oh, yeah, Upton. Eaton, I was really enjoying the value on because he's a five-category producer, but he's a compiler. So I'm actually out on his yep. on him now because I think he was a 15-15 guy, which was valuable over a full season, not in a shortened season. Upton's very intriguing to me. The power potential in a shortened season, I think he can literally go. He's one of those guys that can go on a run and put up really big power numbers in a, in a, in a, real quick. What do you think about Upton on a shortened season? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on him any, and they're kind of just known commodities. But yeah, I mean, I feel like Upton does have those little hot streaks. So oh, uh, very, very, yeah. Hard. So if he uh, if he gets one of those, that'll be great. Uh, he's definitely yeah, he's someone that's like worth the shot at that point in the draft, and that's probably why he's moving up because people yeah. are figuring. I mean, well, one, he's going to be healthy, but two, um, yeah, if he gets you know gets hot for even a couple of weeks, he's going to provide more value than when, where you're drafting him. And if Otani's in the lineup, he's conceivably, conceivably batting behind Listella or um, the, what's it? Fletcher, Listella, whoever's leading off Listella. Yeah. Fletcher. And then you have Trout, Rendon, Otani. This is like on base machines there. Obviously they have, there's a lot of power there too, but there's a lot of RBI potential, yeah. a lot of power potential, but We've also seen we have also seen stretches of Upton literally hitting like 150. So which yeah. Upton are we gonna get? That's true. Is, he is such a he is such, like he is oh man he is so awesome. Adam to the all in team, let's go. Adam, <laughs> just Adam, let's go, let's do this thing. So I'll I'll let you finish up speaking. It's a pitcher. I wanted to say for last. It's 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 Urquidy, Jose Urquidy. I think that's the first name, right, Jose? Yeah, yeah. it's Jose. I don't know what I don't know what I was thinking. Jose Urquidy just popping into that top two hundred. What do you think about Urquidy this year? Yeah, um, I think I'd rather go after other pitchers. I did a deep dive on him at some point in the offseason and you know, he, he came up twice basically last year and the first time it wasn't great. The second time it was great. And it was just like a, which type of pitcher are we actually going to see? I'm not completely sold on his command. Um, you know, the fastball is a little weak, so that's a little worrisome. His bringing pitches are pretty good though. I mean, that curveball is, is pretty nasty, uh, but he didn't just, you know, what he didn't show is like, I felt like he didn't really have a pitch that caused a lot of hitters to chase outside the zone. So that's a little worrisome. Um, there's just too many question marks with him. Can he develop and be great? I definitely can see it, but I'm not going to be the one to kind of risk that, especially in a shortened season where, you know, he might need some time to figure some things out, um, you know, especially with not a lot of experience. And, you know, if they figure him out quickly, you know, again, he's not going to have a lot of time to make adjustments. So that that just kind of worries me. So I'm kind of stepping away from him. At that price, I'm also out on him because I'm looking at names going behind him. I'm okay with him over Dylan Bundy. I don't know why Dylan Bundy's going above uh, Joe Musgrove, but Musgrove's going behind both. Musgrove I'd rather have. It gets interesting for me as far as Tanaka or Akiti. I'd rather Bundy over Akiti. Would you? Yeah. I, I'm just, I can't, I can't, I can't buy into Bundy. I just can't. <laughs> I just can't. Sorry, man. That slider's amazing. They're going to let him throw it all the time. That's all he th- can throw. Like, if he does that fastball, doesn't matter how many stars he throws. One fastball so breaks everything. It's all, it's all Corbin throws, and look at him. Yeah, but proven track record has done it. Bundy's <laughs> never done it. I don't want to hear No, stop it. Can't compare apples to oranges right now. God, Bundy's going to be I'm great, on. man. I've seen two really smart people on Twitter call for him being a Cy Young winner. So. Yeah, they're just trying to be hot takey. No, no, it's legitimate, man. That changeup is great too. I mean, well, he's I got guess, he's I got two it, great breaking pitches. I guess in a fifty game season, and they're gonna seven. they're gonna take you know they're gonna tell him throw that fastball less, throw your breaking balls more, and that's what Bundy needs to finally maybe we'll finally see the Bundy we all wanted. So I'd much rather that over a guy or Keedy who's been in the league for you know what five minutes like 
40 or 50 innings and <laughs> you know we're not really sure yeah exactly we we're again with the guy and I plus know, Houston kind of likes to screw around too a little bit so did the Orioles really screw up Bundy that bad like did they not they really just I know that, that's a stupid question it's almost rhetorical I know yes. the Orioles screwed up Bundy that bad I get it and they didn't play to his strengths so maybe I'm just it's hard he to threw his fastball it was his most thrown pitch last yeah, year, right? Negative twenty one point seven PVAL. Why are they making him throw his fastball more than any other pitch? It makes no sense. It doesn't. You're right. So well, I think it's one of those. I'm I'm willing to be out on him this year and let me see, see what he does. Yeah, but then you're gonna lose that. <laughs> talk about talk about your all risk team, Mike. <laughs> yeah, add Bundy to the list, Adam. It's happening. Yeah, I. You're right. I don't have a share yet. I gotta share. I gotta rectify that. But the problem is, is in a 50 game season, if he has an amazing 50 game stretch, he's gonna project. He's gonna end up flying into that top like 115 ish range. He's gonna be like next year's Montas. And people are going to be over. Well, yeah, I mean, if you see a pitch mix change, how could you not buy in? But you, because you haven't had a chance, you haven't had a chance to see offenses readapt yet. Uh, meh. <laughs> you know what? I love the answer. That's it. <laughs> that's that's go full way to go full Curland. On that note, we are going to get out of here. Uh, Mike, anything you want to plug? I know recently uh, SP Streamer Podcast has been picked up by Rollerballer as well. So welcome to the team, buddy. Faces uh, Load has been a part of it. We did it first. Yeah, Rollerball already told me that they like us better than you guys. So The, the numbers say differently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, welcome to the team. Obviously, always glad to work with you one way or another. Obviously, we have our uh, live stream we're working on coming out short uh, soon. And you have, I know you have an article, like a research piece you're dropping soon. You want to kind of give an idea of what that is before we get out of here? Yeah, um, hopefully by next week. I was thinking this week, but it's probably going to be next week. Um, I worked on the formula for streaming pitchers because the last one I ended up where um, it ended up with pitchers around like a 4.6 ERA. This one ends up with a sub four ERA. It's a lot better. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just to try and, um, you know, find something that's easy for people to find and go by and produce good results. Uh, So, yeah, so that should be coming out latest next week, hopefully. Cool stuff, man. All right. Well, on that note, because you don't sound excited, I got you. It is getting a little late over here. But- what? I don't. <laughs> That's just me mon- because I'm monotone. So, you know. All right. So on that note again, guys, appreciate you all listening. Please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. Again, you can find Mike on, on Twitter at SP Streamer. This Mike, the one speaking, at Mike underscore Curland. Check out our new show. Five-star rating reviews greatly appreciated. And as always, guys, we just appreciate you tuning in through all this. And we look forward to bringing you more baseball content. And we will talk to you soon. 